Welcome to Sing, Breathe, Be, the journey of finding our authentic voice and the courage to use it. You can download, follow, share on Spotify and on Apple Podcast and on Podbean and as well as well as Android devices have the Android Podcast app. You can also download, share, follow. Sing, breathe, be. Okay, so um, let me get started here. This would be episode seven, if you're counting. And um, I actually did Kathy Heller's, um, like she did a workshop on starting your own podcast. And I guess seven is the number that most podcasters quit on. This is the number seven. So once I get to number eight, we should probably like celebrate or something cool, maybe. All right, so um, I've had a busy week. Just finished a pre-screen for a student for her um, college auditions. And it's, I don't even know what time it is right now, 6-something, 6.38 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday, November 19th, if you can believe it. And um, yeah, this week's been a little wild, so... Um, I actually had an interview scheduled for this morning, but um, we've postponed it because of a few things that came up for me this week, which is what I'm going to quickly discuss because it's about surrender and it's about um, holding space for ourselves and leaning into those heavy emotions and like fear and anxiety and the, you know, the unknown, right? So I want to talk about my experience this week and um, kind of just, this is what this is what's come up for me. And I'm sure plenty of people have had some things come up for them that maybe this would be something they could relate to. So anyway, the week was crazy, um, busy, because I had my open house here at Heidi Riggs' vocal studio in Richmond, Michigan on North Main Street. And we had a bunch of wonderful vendors come and participate for a little holiday stop and shop and open house. And it was a pretty pretty good showing, I think even for, for a rainy day. We had a little rain and snow mix that day. And um, actually really pretty with the flurries coming down that morning. It was, got me definitely in the mood for the holidays. So um, so yeah, we had a really nice, a really nice um, turnout for that. Um, and we had some great vendors. We had um, Burst Oral Care, um, Carrie Mills, and we had um, Wildflower Yoga of Richmond, Michigan, and um, Be Kind Unwind with Joelle Purdy. And we had, um, what we have? Freshwater Mermaid Designs, um, Kelly Sadowski. She actually um, created a beautiful piece of artwork for me. And um, we kind of debuted it at this event, which was wonderful. So go check out my Instagram, Heidi Riggs' Vocal Studio. You can see, pretty sure I posted it. So I think you'll be able to see it there. Um, and we also had Honey and Home, which is a local um, gift and candle company. And um, Brandy and her mom, Lynn, they're lovely. And they came that day. And uh, we just had a really, really nice time. Um, oh, we also had um, You're the Bomb, Chocolate Bomb company come as well. So we had a nice a nice little showing. So I spent a lot of money, <laughs> which was okay. 
because that was what it was for, just our holiday shopping. And I did bring some gifts actually with me. So mom and dad and my sisters down south, if you guys can hear this today, um, just know when we come down for Thanksgiving, we're going to come bearing some gifts that we got for my open house. So anyway, it was a busy week and a normal teaching schedule plus pre-screens plus all the normal stuff. So busy, busy week. But I want to talk a little bit about what happened to me. And if you have at all, like, I don't know, a delicate constitution and hearing things that may be a little gross, might want to sit this one out. Um, but if you, uh, if you can handle it and you want a little um, sneak peek behind, behind the scenes of what is my life, um, this is your episode. You are in for the treat of a lifetime. And that might be an exaggeration. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about what happened to me. And I'm going to actually, so this is just going to be a tell-all, if you will, full expose of my life. And you're going to hear all the, the nitty-gritty um, and definitely why my husband and I are nicknamed the Bickersons by my parents. Um, though I feel we have evolved past that, but maybe not this week. So um, last Thursday, taught a normal day. It was a normal day like any other day. And my middle daughter came home from college and we went out to dinner. My oldest had to work late. It was her live sale night at Hello Fancy Boutique in Rochester. It's a second free plug I've given you guys. Lots of love. But yeah, they um, they do a live every Thursday. You should always check it out because it's um, pretty cool. Um, they have a lot of beautiful things that, they, that you can <laughs> spend all your money on which I do. But anyway, Lauren wasn't with us. And we went to a local restaurant that night and we had dinner. And when we were at dinner, everything was kind of wrapping up. And all of a sudden, like 8.30 at night, after a full teaching day and a full week, it's a Thursday night, I have a nosebleed, like right at the table. And I have never had a nosebleed ever, ever, ever. I mean, I've been even hit in the face with like softballs and like volleyballs and whatever else we hit each other in the face with when you're playing games, right? Never one time ever had a nosebleed. And um, kind of freaked out, actually. Kind of felt really like, well, one, it was happening in public, so, you know. And then luckily our waitress, Kelly, is phenomenal and wonderful, and we've known her for years, decades, if you will, now. Um, she, she, you know, she was you know, she's seen it all, I guess, right? But it was embarrassing for me. I was a little embarrassed. And then I went home and I was kind of freaked. And of course, my whole family was like, it's okay. It's just a nosebleed. Quit freaking out. And I'm just like, you know, it's not your nosebleed kind of thing. But I did FaceTime my mom, who is a retired RN, and wanted to like touch base with her about, hey, what should I do? And she's like, oh, you know, just apply pressure and put ice on the back of your neck or put ice in your nose or something. I don't know. So I you know, did the thing, and it took two hours to get it to stop bleeding. And everything I had re read that night on Google said that it was like 20 minutes tops and you should be in an emergency room. So I was like, yeah, two hours, 20 minutes, whatever, going to sleep. Um, and then thought nothing more about it. Thought, well, that was a fluke or something, whatever. And my husband kept asking me, Corey kept going, did you hit your nose? Did you, Are you sure you didn't like scratch your nose? Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't. I would have mentioned that I think but no it didn't it just started bleeding for no reason so then go through the weekend get ready for the open house we have the open house and everything's cool and then I get home and I stayed till about quarter to nine and clean was cleaning up 
setting up because I had to teach Monday. And um, I get home and my oldest actually, Lauren, had ordered me my favorite thin crust pizza with mushrooms. That's what I like. So she ordered that for me so I could eat something when I got home at nine o'clock at night. And um, I was just sitting there, had like two of those little thin crust slices and then my nose started bleeding again. And I'm just sitting there going, oh my gosh. And I'm in a light gray dress and I put a text, oh, and on Sunday actually I texted my friend um, who was an ER doc. He wasn't in the state at the time, but, you know, he was giving me some advice and called me um, to, like, you know, give me his thoughts on it. And then, so now Sunday night, I text him, and he immediately calls. And I'm trying to keep from getting blood all over my light gray dress that I'd worn to the open house. So Doug's trying to call me, you know, he's, like, gets a hold of me, and he's like, hey, can I FaceTime you? And at the time, I was like, well, I'm not really dressed, so probably not. And, um... And, you know, he was like, yeah, you're probably going to need to, you know, get it cauterized and the whole thing. So I'm just like, okay. So again, two hours. This time I did not call my mom because I was like, you know what? It's going to be like, it's like 930 almost before I thought to call her. I'm like, she's going to go to bed. She has a busy week. I am not going to keep her up worrying about my nosebleed. So I didn't call her and I didn't mention it because I was just like, oh, let's not worry about it. You know, it's fine. So I go to work um, Monday, Tuesday. Everything seemed okay. Now, I did not work out and I did not go to yoga because I thought to myself, what if something's going on here that's like sensitive? Now, when I was singing a few times, I thought, oh, this could be the day that I do it from singing maybe. I don't know. I started getting a little nervous, right? So I felt like the best way to describe it is insecure. I felt insecure. I felt like at any moment my nose could start bleeding. And I was really trying to be like, you know, positive about it at the same time, but oh, cautious like I'm not going to go run on the treadmill I'm not going to go lift weights I'm not going to go hang upside down in yoga probably not so and do I have a humidifier no I didn't I do now but I didn't mostly because they gross me out because I think there's probably like some bacteria like particles that I can't see microscopic something that I'm going to breathe in anyway that's a whole other episode about me and my um, germophobia and bacteria phobia so yeah um so here we are it's monday tuesday wednesday comes get up in the morning get ready i have to take isabel my youngest to her allergy allergy and asthma appointment so it's eight o'clock and in fact it's 805 and we get in the car and i'm like trying to like kind of cajole her like hey you want to stop and get you know coffee or something on our way because she doesn't really want to go and I, I don't really blame her um, but she doesn't want to go. And so I'm like, you want to get some coffee? As soon as I say, you want to stop and get some coffee, my nose starts bleeding. It's 8.05. I have done nothing. I'm just sitting in, I mean, again, I'm doing nothing. Here I am. And it's happening. And I'm wearing a white sweatshirt. And I have on a light pink coat. So just basically. Now see, today, we're in red. I'm prepared. <laughs> if it should happen. But um, yeah, Wednesday morning, this is it, you know. So I text Doug, my my friend who's the ER doc, and he um, called me again and was like, yeah, I don't know, you know, I think you're going to need to, you know, if you go to the ER, he's telling me what's going to happen. He's like, if you go to the ER, they're probably going to pack your nose until you can get to the ENT. And at this point, he said, Tilly, you could get to the ENT. And it had not clicked in, because I'm not connecting the dots, that I would need to see my ENT for this. So when he said that, I was like, I have an ENT. <laughs> He's like, uh, what? You do? 
I'm like, I, yeah, all, like I'm a singer. <laughs> of course I have an ENT. <laughs> and all my students have my ENT because I send all my students to him and his practice. And I'm thinking, yeah, I totally have an ENT. Like, why is this not crossed my mind yet in all of this? I don't know. So I texted Dr. Adam Rubin, if you guys are looking for an ENT, he's in Sinclair Shores, Michigan, and he is the best. And he has twice saved my voice from two different injuries. So um, yeah, and I make it sound like I'm just you know careless with my voice. I'm not at all, but I had two different, two, two, about 10 years apart, two ruptured vocal uh, blood vessels on my vocal folds. So they had to be rehabilitated, first diagnosed and then rehabilitated. So, and um, it, don't do it if you can help it, guys, because it's like a, for me, it's like a six to nine month recovery. <sighs> so, try not to hurt the voice if you can help it. Um, but anyway, I texted Dr. Rubin, and mind you, it is like 8.15 in the morning, so, I mean, I knew I couldn't call his office, because they're not open, right? So, at least I thought, I didn't think they'd be open at 8, maybe 8.30, 9 o'clock. But I just, I had his number, so I texted him, and I thought to myself, ugh. Mm, probably don't like, you know, texting people like this, you know, I should call the office, but the office wasn't open. As far as I knew, I didn't think it was. And um, thought, well, I better just send a text, let him know. And I then FaceTime my mom. And oh, and I'd gotten my oldest up. And I said, Lauren, you have to take Isabel to her allergy appointment, we can't miss it. So she didn't grumble too much, thank God, but she did take her. So we, she didn't miss her appointment, which was good. But I woke up my husband, I woke up Corey, I was like, hey, my nose is bleeding again. And I think he's over it at this point. Like he is, he is, he works afternoons, so he's tired and it's eight in the morning and I'm waking him up going, I'm bleeding. So yeah, um, but I FaceTime my mom and she's like, that's it, go to the ER. And then I had to break the news to her that I'd actually had another nosebleed before and I didn't call and tell her. So I was like, yeah, about that. I actually had a nosebleed on Sunday night and it took two hours to stop. But she was like, all right, that's it. You're going to the ER, get Corey, he's taking you. I'm like, oh, sure, she kind of took it into her own hands. I'm like, I know, we need to go. So Corey got up to take me and um, we sort of talked a little bit about where I was gonna go. And I, I mean, I, I like Henry Ford and I mean, I like all the hospitals down towards the city are, you know, pretty good. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I just wanna go somewhere where they have an ENT close so I thought maybe Henry Ford might and um I was wrong actually about that because I did ask and they did it but we got there and there were a lot of sick people there and Corey couldn't come in with me so I was alone in the waiting area holding my face because it was bleeding and then they took me back kind of the triage took my blood pressure and my blood pressure sky high now mind you I've been crying a little bit on the way there and Corey's not really pumped with me because, well, he's just kind of over it. <laughs> and um, I can't say I blame him. But when we were on the way there, I, we ended up in Mount Clemens. And I was like, what are we doing in Mount Clemens? He was always gonna take you Mount Clemens General. And I swear I had said Henry Ford, but at this point I had surrendered because I mean, I was pretty upset with the idea of them stuffing, you know, a bunch of stuff up my nose. And and I was not looking forward to that at all. Um, so kind of fear of the unknown, I was really definitely having that. And then, of course, the whole inconvenience of it all, right, for him, for me, for Lauren, for, you know, everybody that this is going on. And I don't know why. And I've never had nosebleeds my entire life. So this was really upsetting and scary. 
So and, uh, I kept checking my phone and Dr. Rubin had texted me back and I thought, well, I'm going to call the office here pretty quick, but let me get to the emergency room first. So I get there, they take my blood pressure after finally waiting a while and they're like, it's high. And they're like, do you have high blood pressure? And I'm like, well, I did when I was pregnant and I did when I was heavier, but last time I was like 110 over 70 or something or 110 over 75. I don't know what it was, but it was really, it was good. I was like, I'm pretty impressed with myself and my nice blood pressures um the last two times I went to the doctor so um which was maybe three months ago I think it was summer so anyway yeah totally shocked by this by this high blood pressure reading and so I'm like freaking out more of course so they send me back and maybe the blood pressure reading um was a was a gift because it got me back quicker maybe because they thought I was you know a stroke risk or something um, but yeah, we were in Mount Clemens, going back. We were in Mount Clemens. And I said to Corinne, like, where, where are you going? He said, Mount, he said, Mount Clemens General. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't even say anything else. I was just like, all right. And then before I know it, he's turning right. I'm like, where are you going? He goes, well, you want to go to Henry Ford. So we're going to go to Henry Ford. Now, mind you, he's very irritated with me. And I've since realized it is not him being irritated with me. Men don't really, well, a lot of us actually, not even men. A lot of people don't like to express fear. Okay. We don't want to really feel it. And it's, we don't definitely don't want to admit we're afraid, right? Because that's not cool. And here I am, you know, having this scary thing happen and no known cause and never have had it before. So I think what Corey was dealing with was like some unspoken fear. And instead of it being like, him being authentic or transparent or vulnerable or whatever you want to say there, you know, holding space for himself, whatever. He just didn't say, I'm scared. He he instead got irritated with me. <laughs> so that was not helping either because I was really kind of like feeling wounded on top of everything else. So when he said, you know, well, I, we turned right now and now we were in Mount Clemens, now we're turning right. I'm like, where are we going? That's not the way to Mount, Clem to Mount Clemens General. And he says, no, I'm taking you to Henry Ford. That's where you want to go. And, and it was where I wanted to go, but I wasn't going to make a big deal about it because honestly, at this point, I just need to be seen. Okay, so fast forward, take my blood pressure, and it's high, so they send me back to a room. Now, Corey wasn't allowed to come in with me because of COVID rules, so um, he'd been waiting in the parking lot, and um, they said once I had a room, he could come in. Now, I wasn't clear, like, that wasn't made clear to me whether I had to be admitted for him to come in or if it was just a room in the ER. Um, so I didn't know. So I hadn't texted him yet to say I was back because it wasn't made clear to me. And so I have this nurse and she's lovely or tech. I don't know if she's a tech or a nurse, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it. But either way, super cool. And I'm upset because, you know, I'm still, my nose is still bleeding. And here it is almost two hours since it started. And she has me blow my nose, which I'm not going to describe that to you guys because it was traumatic. And I was crying and I was like nervous about my blood pressure. And she and I asked her, I said, do I need to be worried about this? And and she was really funny because she goes, um, do I look worried? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know you well enough. I don't know. Maybe. No, no. And she's like, no, I'm not worried. She goes, you are upset. You are bleeding. She's like, it is scary. And once this once we figure this out, she goes, you, your blood pressures will calm down. She goes, but in the meantime, I'm going to make sure they will give you a Xanax. <laughs> well, a nurse had to come and give me that, but they were short nurses. So no one came for a very long time to give me a Xanax. So 
I asked her, you know, am I in a room? And she's like, does it have four walls? I'm like, okay, this woman and her questions. Do I look nervous? These four walls. So I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm glad she's being this way because it makes me feel as scared, right? That she's being kind of sarcastic and funny. And I'm like, okay, um, is this like, can I call my husband? And she's like, oh yeah. So I was just like, all right, that's good. So I call in Corey and he comes in and I couldn't tell if he was happy I was in a room already or what, but I told him like my blood pressures are up and I don't know why and I'm really kind of scared and I don't know why I'm, a, you know, I don't know why any of this is happening and, and it's, and she put this stuff up my nose to stop, like slow the bleeding down so they could find the, the site where it was bleeding. And then, um, oh, this is what did it. She says, before she left the room, when she was going to try and find someone to give me a Xanax, um, she says, I said, well, what if you can't find the bleed? And, and she says, oh, then we're going to have to pack your nose until you can see your ENT. And there it is. There's the thing. That was the thing I was most afraid of her saying. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and then, then how long does it usually take to see an ENT? And I'm thinking to myself, it's the holiday. We're about to be Thanksgiving, like weekend before Thanksgiving. People are leaving town. There is no doubt. Like my husband today is working his last day before the holiday starts for him. So this is it. Like people are, I still have one more day to work, but that's because I'm self-employed and I do the thing. But I'm thinking, I mean, so my wheels are turning, turning in my head because I need that, right? I need that at that moment. And I'm thinking, what if I can't get in with my ENT? And she goes, well, you have a week. You can, you, your nose can be packed for a week. Oh, okay, so the tears start again because now I'm panicking. Now I'm like, well, if I can't get in and if they can't repair it, then I'm not going to be able to go visit my parents. And I haven't seen them for two freaking years. And here I am, like, with all the, I'm going to get stuff up my nose and not be able to go see my family for the holidays. And I've waited two years to go. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? Is what I'm thinking, right? And this is this poor woman, you know, I'm, I'm freaking out because this was going through my head. I don't think I said all that, but I did say, well, how long does it usually take to get in? Because I'm thinking, I know how long it took to get my middle, my second born in Noel in with a neuro, with a neurologist. It took months. I mean, we actually had already troubleshooted what was causing her migraines and pretty much fixed it by the time she got in with the neurologist. Um, so I'm thinking to myself, mm, well, the packing can only stay in my nose for a week. Well, happy Thanksgiving, because that's basically what it's going to be, right? Okay, so I'm fully freaked out. And at this point, I don't even care about my blood pressure anymore because I'm like, they better freaking find this bleed because I am not... I'm not okay with this. Now, Corey's probably like had it with me now because I am bleeding profusely from my face. I am crying. Um, it's, it's, bad. it's a bad scene. So then I'm like hearing in the back of my head, Gabby Bernstein saying, you know, when you're afraid, you need to accept it as if you chose it. You need to accept it as if you chose it. If you chose this experience, you have to accept it. I'm like, okay. Okay, I can do that. I can accept it as if I chose it. I didn't choose it. No one would choose this. But okay, is what I'm thinking to myself. So I asked Corey to give me one of my my AirPods so I can put it in my ear. And then I find my meditation music and I put it on and I'm literally sitting there. It was probably a scene. I had a basin in front of me because when I blew my nose, I thought I was going to vomit. And so there's that. And then I have like tissues all over me because I'm trying to, you know, not get my white sweatshirt more bloody than it already was and 
you know, I'm a disaster, okay? So I've got the blood pressure cuff on, I've got my finger on one of those little pulse oximeters, and then this hand, you know, I'm holding this up to my nose and trying to, you know, whatever. And I'm sitting there and I told Corey, I'm gonna meditate, I'm gonna meditate, that's what I'm gonna do. And I, he at this point, is he still playing on his phone? I think he's playing some game on his phone, probably just to zone out, to not have to deal with me, and I'm sure my energy was off the wall. So I sit there, I close my eyes, and I realize I can't even get a good breath. I am panicked. I can't even get a good breath in me. I literally teach people how to breathe for a living and I can't get a good breath. So I'm like, okay. I mean, it took, it it took, it was embarrassingly a long time. It took a, a huge amount of time for me to calm down enough just to get one decent breath cycle through. And then once I did one, then I did another. And then I was just like really sitting there with it and going, I'm afraid, I'm afraid for what this means for the plans we made for the holidays. I'm afraid of what it's gonna feel like to have packing in my nose. I'm gonna have to cancel my lessons tomorrow. I have students who have solo and ensemble and college auditions. You know, I have to let that go. Everybody's just gonna to have to trust their training. I, you know, and these are what's going through my head, you know, so I'm like, I'm just afraid. I'm afraid this is gonna hurt. I'm afraid I'm not gonna be able to leave town. I'm afraid that my blood pressures aren't going to come down and I'm going to need to be medicated for that again. I'm, you know, all these feelings are coming up and I'm literally just like feeling it and releasing. Like that's what I was doing. And I probably sat there for about 15 minutes meditating. And uh, and no one came in because, well, the nurse, we're, they're short nurses and so I had no Xanax. So that's why I started meditating too because I'm like, I got to calm down because I'm really upset. And... About 15 minutes of meditating and I get a, a, I felt something buzz, you know, my phone vibrated or whatever. And I look and it's a message from Dr. Rubin and he's letting me know he just saw my message and next time to call him, which am I going to call you a new person? No, no, I'm not. I'm going to call the office. That's what I'm going to do. Be respectful, right? Um, but he said, next time call me. And then he goes and says, that he goes, where are you? tell him where I am. He asked where I was bleeding from exactly. And I tell him, you know, my right nostril and, and what, which, you know, how's it come down? So he's trying to isolate, figure out. And he goes, okay, um, I'm sending my resident. He is going to treat you. And I felt this huge wave of relief come over me. But honestly, it was because I truly believe it's because I leaned in and I accepted it as if I had chosen it. And then everything moved to answer my questions for me. It's by resisting the reality of what was happening that I was coming up against nothing, no answers, right? Nothing but more irritation and Corey being irritated with me and me being scared and my blood pressure's going up. And, you know, all of this resistance is truly, I think, what was most of that panic feeling was my resistance to what was really happening, now, does that mean when your face is bleeding and you don't know why that you could be, I'm just going to meditate. Be, no, please stop the bleeding. Do what you need to do. Um, but I, I'm going to come from experience and say, if you can center yourself in that, you know, you will have learned something valuable. And that's to me, because I kept asking myself, like, I, I, I think by the second nosebleed, I was going, okay, if everything is for my highest good, which everything is for my highest good, if I believe that, right? And if you're Christian and you believe, you know, that thy will be done, right? And that we're supposed to surrender to God and we're supposed to let him, you know, he's the creator in our lives and we, it is his will. If you believe that, 
you know, it, it's not a huge leap to go also to if God is source in the universe, which you can call whatever you want, the words made up on, on a rock floating three, you know, planets from the sun, you know, with imaginary lines all over it, right? So it's a word, it's made up. So whatever it means for you, find it. So source, universe, God, higher self, whatever you want to call it. Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it. Um, Christians feel comfortable calling it God. Um, I'm Christian, so God for me. But um, but I also, you know, universe. If you believe, though, that the, the universe has your back, right? Like, like Gabby Bernstein says, the universe has your back. If you believe that, um, that it's supposed to be for everything's for your highest good, even those things that suck, right? Um, yeah, so now we're back. Hi. Um, kind of got disconnected here. My phone decided that it said my storage is full, which is a, a liar. My phone's a liar. All right. So bottom line, I wanted to kind of go, why is this happening to me? That was sort of like on Sunday, it felt very much like the, what am I learning from this? And I do believe everything is for my highest good. I do, even the shit that sucks. I believe there's something in it I need to learn. There's some place unknown to me that is going to reveal something to me about myself or about my life or about my purpose or about how to help people more, right, than I already do or I don't know, some lesson is what I thought, but I couldn't find it, like, at all. Like, I'm going, how is this, me bleeding from my face for two hours at a time, how is this, I don't know, what's it doing, slowing me down, is this the message, slow down, take time, you know, lots of ways to get me to do that that don't include bleeding from my face, right, scary, scary bleeding from my face, we don't need to do that. So I just kept, you know, surrendering. Like Gabby Bernstein says, when you think you've surrendered, surrender some more. And I did. I just kept surrendering, going, okay, you know, I'm here. I'm here. Give me the message. Give me the message. You know, I'm ready to receive. And it didn't feel like that on Wednesday. <laughs> it felt like scary, scary. But I know now what I needed to learn. That it's not just when everything's going peachy keen, super smooth, you know, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, that, you know, we can surrender. What I feel I had to learn was that surrendering in traffic, right, is not the same thing as surrendering when you're terrified, okay? And it does, it's not the same, not at all. When we're having a bad day and, you know, things are piling up and, you know, <clears throat> you know, we're dealing with a lot of difficult personalities or whatever, that's one thing, right? But when you're being rushed through triage because your blood pressure is sky high and because, you know, you're bleeding from your face and no one knows why and it's the third time it's happened that week and it's scary. Like it's just plain scary. That is the challenge. And I was challenged to surrender then. And the minute I could quiet myself and align 
with source, with my higher self, with God, with the universe, when I was able to do that, to align with divinity, to breathe and be present in spite of my fear, to lean into the fear, that is when the solutions appeared. Now, some people are going to go, that's just a fun coincidence. I'm just going to ask everybody to stick around because I got lots of those. There's more to come. And it was really that moment. That was it. That was what I was supposed to learn. That when you're most afraid, when you're most frustrated and afraid, when things aren't going well at all, that's when you need to align even more. So that was my takeaway. And the minute I did, <laughs> the solutions appeared. The minute, the second, I was able to stay present for myself and lean into the fear and feel it and acknowledge it and accept it as if I'd chosen it. So if you need an ENT, definitely see Dr. Rubin. <laughs> he is amazing and the best. Um, and so is his resident and residents and every, they're just the best. So there's that too. Um, so yeah, I'm sure we can all think of times when we didn't, right? Where we raged against the whatever, the scary, the unknown. And yeah, so the Xanax wasn't coming. I had to quiet myself. And it, it's kind of crazy, actually, when I think about it. But um, the resident who came to see me, actually, he'd already left the hospital. He said he received the text from, a text or a call from Dr. Rubin telling him that he needed to return to the ER at, at Henry Ford and see me. And um, I'm so grateful. <laughs> so... Yeah, just kind of came out of that whole thing with, well, with a sore nose because it, they did have to cauterize the bleed. Um, but yeah, I don't know, guys. It's a it's a lot to take in when we've had something scary happen and and then we do the thing. It always blows my mind when it when it works. Is this thing on? When it works? When it works? It's crazy, and it worked. I aligned. I got quiet in the middle of the storm and solutions came. So I'm going to pull a card from Gabby Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back because yeah, that's what, that's what I do. It's a nice little validation, right? So I have a few signs that, um, that I kind of take as validation. And, um, one of them is deer and the other is owls. Um, but they're usually animals that I take as signs that I'm, you know, being guided. So um, I don't know if you guys have that or not, but I, I definitely do. Oh, I also have ravens. They always come find me. It's kind of crazy. All right, so, but I'm going to pull this card. <laughs> Here we go, guys. Oh, I just got chills. Okay. The moment I embrace my peace within and surrender, the outcome 
is the moment that the universe can truly get to work. The moment I embrace my peace within and surrender the outcome is the moment that the universe can truly get to work. That is exactly what happened. I embraced my peace and surrendered the outcome. All right, guys. So that was my experience this week. That's what happened. And um, say a little prayer that it doesn't happen again because I feel like I've learned the lesson. You know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> Just knock on wood. All right, guys. I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Safe travels. Stay healthy. Stay well. Listen to your bodies. Meditate. Please meditate. Do not discuss politics at the table. Okay, guys? Do not. Only speak about love and how you love each other. Okay? We don't always have to agree, do we? No, we don't. We can just love each other, right? Hold space for each other. Okay, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for listening. Because <laughs> um, this was... My phone just literally kept turning off this entire time that I was doing this. I kept saying, you don't have enough storage. And I'm like, you know I do. All right. Um, thanks so much for listening to Sing, Breathe, Be with Heidi Riggs. That's me. Um, and until next time, friends, keep shining. <laughs>